Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hello, hello, hi everyone, welcome back, welcome back. Let's listen to that band, liven us up. They're so great. They get better every week. That was Beer Foam featuring their number one single, Don't Give Me Head. Yeah, well, you know, whatever it is. Whatever. I try. Sometimes. I, I, whatever. You're, you're back if you're returning. And if you're new, welcome aboard this crazy, magical sleigh ride journey of a stream of, stream of consciousness podcast. Uh, unless you got a better definition, better way to say it, uh, send it to me. Send it, send it, send it, bring it to me, because I want to hear how you would describe my show. <laughs> anyway, enough of that crap out of the way. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. If you're new, thanks for being here. If you're coming back, thanks so much for returning. I sincerely mean that. That's why I'm repeating it. All right. Now, before we get into the big brouhaha of the episode today, Parenting While Transgender, Year one, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, let's talk a little bit about last week's episode. In fact, let's actually talk about the episode before last week's episode, episode number 34. Why? Well, I realized there were some things I forgot. That was the personal grooming habits and routines episode, in case you don't remember or in case you haven't heard it yet. Now you know what it's about. Um, I realized I forgot to talk about dry shaving, where... Either you use a very specific sort of lotion, gel, shave, lather thing specifically meant for dry shaving, you know, no water needed, uh, or you just take the razor and dry shave <laughs> with nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, I've tried both. The the with nothing, nah, I don't like that. I I, I would it, in my past, I would much rather grow, which I never really liked unless I was putting on a character for for my theatrical background. Uh, but uh, I, I would not dry shave, unless it was, of course, an electric razor, which is usually meant for dry shaving. Anyway, um, I've tried the uh, special shave gel lotion. It's really thick. It's, like it's like a lotion. You know, the lotion you're going to use on your body, only slightly thicker, uh, that you just put right on. Uh, it doesn't lather up. It's really lotion-y. <laughs> I got it because it said extra moisturizing on it. Tried it because it said dry shave. I tried it, and I went, oh, what the hell, I'll give it a try. Uh, did, the results were okay. No, like, razor burn or anything like that. Rinsing it off, it rinsed off very easily in dry mode. But I also noticed when I used it in the shower, it, well, as soon as it got really any good amount of water on it, it was gone. It dissipated pretty fast. So, because um, it said wet or dry. And I decided to give dry a chance just because, you know. But 
don't really care for it. I like the, the moisture and the steam and the relaxation of the shower slash bath. I've heard mixed things about dry shaving, so if it's something you're interested in, go search it out. You know, maybe give me feedback. I'll mention it on the show so all the listeners will know. Or, or whatever you th- may think on that. Uh, I, like I said, I like the warm steaminess of the shower and the moisturizing lotions. Okay, now let's talk about last week's episode, episode number 35, the LGB versus the TIQ&A. Uh, there was some awkward background noise uh, in the very, well, not in the very beginning, but throughout the entire thing and some weird sound anomalies. If that bothered you, I'm so sorry. Uh, I had a fan on and I thought it was low enough and I thought my microphone was adjusted just enough to cut it out, but I realized in, you know, post-production, it, no, it wasn't. And so I hope it didn't distract too much is all I really want to say. It was just one of those hot days. Also, I hope I didn't get too many people's panties in a bunch <laughs> over over the way I broke things down and, and gave labels, definitions, uh, you know, terms. I, I just kind of wanted everybody to be more on a on a... A level platform, and it, it, ultimately, I want you to know that whatever label you choose to call yourself, you're making up that definition, whatever it is. I mean, there are some obvious ones that you know you're not making up the definition, such as lesbian or gay or bisexual. But anything that's usually about identity, you're making that up. You're defining yourself. So I don't mean to put the label on you. I just wanted to share what I got out of it from what I've heard out in life. And one last thing before we move on. The reason I wanted to break down the rainbow alphabet soup <laughs> is because not everybody knows or understands or has even heard of some of the terms. And I just wanted my listeners to get a chance to know what my perspective of those terms is, was, you know, however you want to label that. <laughs> Also, I know there's a small handful of non-LGBTIQ people listening to the show. Uh, They may be allies, you know, or they're becoming allies because they're listening to the show. They're the ones with the questions if they're not aware of it yet. And that's what I wanted to give you. Also, for the few people that might be out there thinking about coming out, for me, when I understood the definition as put as plainly as possible, (laughs) some are confusing, I know, but follow me. It helped me wrap my head around what I was, what I am, and helped me define my, my label. So ultimately, that's, that's what it was. All right. Those episodes and all past episodes can be found at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search us out. Uh, at the Blogspot website, we've got an Amazon uh, affiliate link. Anytime you're going to shop Amazon, click that link. It opens up a new window. You shop as usual, and we get a few pennies. Yay, us. There's also a PayPal donate button if you're so inclined. There is an audience survey button at the bottom and on the right-hand side. So if uh, you got any feedback for marketing, basically, go ahead and give us that. We're at Facebook, facebook.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. The email changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter at Sabrina Miller 41. All right, Beerhead, take us into the next segment. One, two, three, four. 
Thank you, Beerhead. Hey, and that uh, number one single that you have, that uh, Don't Give Me Head, uh, are we going to hear that at all? What does that mean? No. 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 Oh. No. New music. Uh, oh, okay. Attention. No. New music. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. Well, now we're into the main topic, Parenting While Transgender Year One. Uh, I, I, this is something I, I want to revisit every, every, I figured every year or thereabouts, you know, maybe maybe every nine months or something, you know, whenever a big uh, parenting thing comes around. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know yet. You know, I'm still, this is episode 36. We're still developing the show. So anyhow, uh, first year of parenting while trans, because I just came out in uh, April 2nd was my one year anniversary. So I figured this is a good time to talk about this. Uh, first, my son is only two and a half years old. So when I came out, he was still developing connections and things. So as far as he knew, my hair got longer and I just started looking a little more feminine. Now it's what it is (laughs) and has been for the last year very consistently. So, so I'm, I'm not too worried about confusing him as some people have brought attention to and as far as rebecca and i and our you know his questions coming up as he grows up we're very confident in what well, one our knowledge but also the resources that we have here and on the internet as well and we we feel very confident moving forward i mean it's going to be guesswork as normal parenting is I'm sure in, you know, what, 5, 10 years, 15 years, somebody's going to write a book on transparenting. In fact, there might already be one. I just don't know about it. (laughs) But uh, it's been a good year. So now the real question of topic is how other parents view me and my parenting. And then, you know, Rebecca's and my parenting together when they see us together. So... Uh, I'm pretty darn sure I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but if not, let me catch everybody up. (laughs) Uh, There's a really tiny, small group of moms, and we hang out not regularly, very irregularly. We'd like to make it more, but, you know, other life things happen. (laughs) And so when we socialize, the kids play together, and it's wonderful. It's great. There have been no questions from the other parents. Uh, at least to my face. I- I'm sure there is talk because that's what people do. I'm aware of that. <laughs> but I'm very confident in one of my friends of that group to hold the flag and, and cheer me on, you might say. <laughs> Be a very positive ally. So so I- I'm very comfortable in that uh, group of people. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. And there's also been no questions from their children, at least to me, and that's how it is right now. So I can only imagine going forward, especially since transgender is in the news almost every day, these children who are two, three-ish, right there, you know, and younger and older and blah, 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 by the time they're in middle school, high school, it's going to be almost second nature. It's going to be, oh, okay, yeah, got it, right. Cool. Glad for figuring yourself out. Uh, I, I can only imagine it being that way. One of the other situations that uh, comes to mind that to, to share with you is like when he, he and I are out shopping or at the park playing or something like that. We might get looks. It might be to me. 
Okay, whatever. It might be to him because that's what people do. They look at kids. They're cute. That's what they do. People do that. Uh, yeah, sometimes it bothers me with certain people, but uh, such is life, <laughs> okay? Uh, I, I don't feel threatened, so I don't care. I'm, I'm not threatened. I'm, I'm not going to really care about it. And usually I just keep moving on when something like that happens. With my child, of course. <laughs> and it, it really is not any big drama or, you know, issue and, and hasn't been, and knock on wood, thank you, post-production, uh, <laughs> that uh, it, it'll be that way going forward. I, and as I've said, as the trans movement that we're in moves on, I can only imagine it being better. Now, some of the awkward times in the beginning of you know, my coming out and starting transition was when people would just assume that I'm the natural mother and that I have a husband at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they're expecting. That's the norm. I get it. But it threw me the first time because I wasn't expecting it. As soon as I thought about it, I went, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> let's, let's figure out this out and have, a, have an answer for it. And, okay, fine. Usually whatever parenting situation that my wife and I both have gone through or we have gone through individually, I surmise into an answer of some sort. Usually just to shut the person up if they're going to start asking about certain, certain things. And it also depends on the person, too. But it doesn't bother me that much anymore because I've experienced it already. I've had, I've had people ask those questions, and I just, like I said, knock them down, blow them off. Answer it quickly, answer it indirectly maybe, and move on. Or answer it with a yes or no, if, if the case is possible, you know? Now, when the three of us are out as a family, we get what I really expect to be the standard, you know, lesbian couple with child. So I'm sure they're looking to see whose, did they adopt, whose genetic material did they use, whatever people are, whatever thoughts are going through people's minds. It's cool, because they're not talking to us about it. So I don't mind. And, and, and for me, it's, it's, it's really I, cool is the, is the word that I want to use. And as, as anybody that knows the English language, <laughs> the word cool can be taken so many different ways. The, same thing with the F word. <laughs> it can be taken and used so many different ways. The word dude is the same way. So when I use cool in this particular situation, circumstance for describing this is... It's comfortable being looked at as a lesbian couple, or as a lesbian, is, is, I guess, a better way to see it. And it, feels, it just feels right. The, the, same, the same rightness that transitioning has given me and made me feel. So, it's cool. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, there's not much to report yet on the parenting while transgender. <laughs> so we'll come back to this next year, so probably around the same time of year, unless something happens and I want to put it sometime else. But as of right now, the production me says, maybe this time of year, every year. Okay. And right now, I think it's just about time for a music cue.
Transgender 30 Question Challenge. Yeah, I changed up the name. Question 22. Do you feel being trans holds you back from your career choice? Well, the short answer is no. No, no, not at all. Now, the long answer, because <laughs> that's really what it's all about, is uh, my career path, wink, wink, air quotes, is uh, into an oversaturated field, okay? <laughs> Theater and dramatic arts. With the ease of the internet, creative people are coming out of the woodwork. So, <laughs> performers are everywhere. So it's oversaturated. Now, yeah, people say, yo, well, you could teach. And yes, I could. But I saw the crap that teachers go through starting in high school. Actually, a little bit before, but I didn't really notice it, notice it, and, and understand it a little better until high school. And then I kind of looked back and went, wow, that's been going on for a while now. And it's just the unions and just it's ups and downs and bullshit and everybody's unhappy, it seems. And I mean, they get the pleasure and joy out of molding and forming young minds. And I dig that. I've done that. That is awesome. That is an amazing feeling if, you, if you've ever done anything like that. But the BS that goes with it. My hat is off to those that can tolerate it and roll with it, accept it, whatever you want to say, because I, I couldn't deal with that much BS. I, I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't. So, so no, I wouldn't want to teach. And the type of teaching, since I said I did it, is more along the performing aspect. I, I performed educational science experiments. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and it was tons of fun. Uh, grade schoolers to early, 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 early middle schoolers. It was lots of fun. Lots of fun. Loved it. But again, the BS that went behind the scenes was just something I, I don't want to deal with. Too much negativity, as I've said in my shows in the past. I try, at a point in my life, I don't want that much negative crap around me. Now comes up the thing, well, why don't you pursue your career? You spent all that time and energy and money and blah, 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 blah to be that, to do that, to get there. And yeah, on that path, I reached a point where I realized I needed to either deal with a lot of BS, as I just mentioned, <laughs> there's BS everywhere, that again, I just didn't want to play the fucking game. I, 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 the BS game. I know people can. I know people do. And again, my hat's off to you. I just don't want to play that fucking game. And that's the LA game. The Hollywood LA game. The other option is moving to New York City. Uh, yes, people can say Chicago. People can say Branson, Missouri. People can say London. <laughs> but, yeah, New York City is a big theater place. Uh, I don't want to deal with that much cold. I don't. I just don't. I don't like it. Uh, I had a point in my life where I spent uh, nine and a half, almost ten months living in the northeast of the United States. And those nine months included the winter months. 
And I, the full length of the winter months, I mind you. And I would not want to deal with that. Now, yes, where I was dealing with it would be different than the city. I know, I get it. Cities are different than other places. Yes, 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 yes. But it's still freaking cold. I don't want to have two sets of wardrobes summer and winter and sometimes fall and spring for four sets of wardrobes. I, I don't, I don't want to have that much to deal with in store and only use for part of the year. I mean, yeah, there are things like that that I have here in sunny California, but I don't want to deal with layers. I, I just don't. I don't like the cold. I don't like being cold. So ultimately, no matter what New York City would ever bring me as far as happiness of performing, we'll say, the cold would freeze it out. Yeah, rib shot, of course. So now we're back to how does trans affect that? Well, in the past, when the goal was absolute stealth, going stealth, uh, I, me, as, as I am, I, I don't think I could. Don't think I could. Uh, now that uh, trans is everywhere, there's, there's trans actors, there's people saying that there should be more trans actors. Well, yeah, that kind of opens things up. So I'm not going to shut the door completely. But now that comes back around to the BS of Hollywood. <laughs> I have mentioned that, not just in this episode briefly a moment ago, but in past episodes, ooh, sprinkled sporadically throughout. I, I grew up in Los Angeles, the San Fernando Valley, which is basically Hollywood. Yeah, there is over the hill into Hollywood proper where the sign is, and Griffith Park Observatory is, which is just to the side of the sign, and, you know, La Brea Boulevard, and Sunset Boulevard, and Hollywood Boulevard, and Man's Chinese Theater, Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yeah, yeah, all of it, and the El Capitan Disney Theater. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've lived it, I've been around it, I've seen it. I've seen it when it was really crappy, and I have seen it grow into the booming tourist trap that it is right now. And it's, I, it just saddens me. Uh, if you're ever, I'm going to say fortunate enough to visit, visit. It's an experience. Absolutely. Uh, if I got tickets to see a show at one of the theaters up in Los Angeles, yeah, absolutely. I would go and, and make a, probably an overnight thing of it because that would be a long day drive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, absolutely, I would do that. But I wouldn't want to live there anymore. Not at all. Not at all. So here I am doing my own thing, which is this podcast. And I've got an idea brewing, we'll say. It's, there has been no pen to paper. None. It's all in the head. <laughs> Should be a better way to say that. But it's all in the head. And that is a show basically about my story. You're hearing bits and pieces of it in this podcast. And I've just got a, I'm just got a kind of a through line and a, and a fashion to share it with an audience. A live theater show is really what I'm talking about. Not a documentary, not a movie, not a TV thing. Uh, a live theater experience. That's my blood. That's my craft. That's my heart. That's the reason I said... When I was, I don't know, 10, I think, 11, I want to be an actor, actress. Uh, I want to perform. In that time, whenever it was, uh, 
it, it kept driving me. And ever since my ninth grade year of school, I did something theatrically up until the uh, 2000s, which was my late 20s. So, yeah, I did something pretty, pretty much every year. And then I got back into it again. And then I got back out of it because of the kid and marriage and blah, 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 blah. So that's my blood. Now you're probably wondering what the show's about. All right. Well, the premise, just to share with my wonderful listeners, uh, if you're familiar with the 80s TV show uh, Family Ties, which I believe is available on Netflix. I know it was at one point. Uh, There was a character played by Michael J. Fox. It was his first real big role uh, on this uh, TV show. Uh, He was the son. And I don't remember what season it was. And I'm not... It's not that important for me to look it up so you could reference it. Family Ties. If you're familiar with it, you're going to be familiar with it. Because it's a very pivotal point in his character, which is Alex P. Keaton. uh, His character's uh, life. Now, I don't remember the specific details, but the character goes through something traumatic. I don't remember exactly what. A relationship, a job, something like that. And he goes to see a psychiatrist. Well, the avant-gardeness of the 80s, late 80s at this time, I believe, decided to shoot it one-sided. So all of his visits to the therapist were just him in a black background, sitting in a chair. Not even a couch. Uh, I think there was a table for like a glass of water or something. Uh, And then you heard somebody speak, the therapist, the counselor, the psychiatrist, whatever it is. And then he would answer the question. And there would be uh, flashbacks, flash forwards. It it was a clip show. I actually think this happened during a writer's strike. And because of how much clippage it was during, because these episodes, there was a number of them. At least there was a number of them throughout a season. And it was just very dramatic in the sense that it was one person on a black background sharing their, t- their emotions. And so that's the way I'm going to present it to a live theater, except there will be someone to play the therapist, psychologist, or whatever we're going to call it. Then the twist that I have is four, I don't know, two or four other actors that will play all the random characters that are spoken about when the scene is talked about, such as, oh, you know, when I was a kid, my, I asked my mom, you know, am I gay? And I've shared that on past episodes. And so, you know, that scene will kind of come to life sort of thing. And then do that with a lot of other scenes throughout the uh, story. So that's, that's where it is right now. It may change. In fact, I'm goddamn sure it will. But uh, that's the thought. And then performance it... Um, well, obviously, got to do Reader's Theater and workshop it, blah, blah, blah. But uh, there's a few local community theaters I'd like to start off with and then maybe move into uh, LGBT centers like the one here in San Diego, maybe Los Angeles, and then go to others if there seems to be interest and <laughs> funding to be able to travel. But that's, that's the dream for now. You know, that's where the creative me is looking ever since I started my transition and now let's be realistic where did the income come from while you were doing all of the creativeness that didn't provide an income well i'll tell you basic customer service uh, positions in retail sales and then you know over the phone as you know time moved on that's kind of where the big things went 
And so that's what I've been doing. Uh, there came a point in time when I would no longer do the job I was doing. And I was out on leave. And it was during that point that I realized that that particular job, it was customer service job, was not for me. And then it was during this break of work that uh, we got pregnant. And then we decided that since I was the one not working at that time, that I'll be the stay-at-home parent. And now here we are. If you want to know the transition story, go back and listen to episode one or two. Start with two at least. And work your way forward because I share that throughout the show. As far as trans status, uh, I, I don't think it affects the career I have or will have or will do or potentially will do at all. And if it changes, we'll talk about it on another episode. Right here we are in the secondary topic area. Okay, uh, this uh, this is something I find funny, and if you don't, I'm sorry. Please just bear with me. I'm gonna be real quick on it. <laughs> but it's speeding tickets. Uh, there was somebody that I uh, read about, or heard about, or overheard, or something when I made the notes that I was that I'm now sharing with you on this show. I. I noticed that when anybody gets a speeding ticket, there's really only like three reactions. First, total shock. I can't believe they gave me a ticket. I can't believe I got a ticket. Oh my God, I can't believe it all. Total shock. And then there's guilt. And yeah, well, they got me. I'm always driving 85 or you know whatever <laughs> over the speed limit. Yeah, they just they just admit it. People just yeah, they got me. I gotta go take care of a speeding ticket. Um, and then there's the ones that are angry about it. Like, how the fuck could they get me? I got a radar detector. Blah 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 blah. My car's fast. I can drive 105. Why can't they get me? I just don't understand that responses. <laughs> but realize that it's something totally in our control. If you don't speed. You won't get a ticket. So how can these people be totally shocked? The guilty ones, they're the only ones that are like, yeah, yeah, I speed. All right, they got me. You know, but the ones that get angry, how, come on, man, you're the one speeding. You're the one that it, the speed limit says, whatever it is for your area. Usually it's like 65, 55. In some areas, 75. You know, I'm sure in some areas it's 85, but it's all relative. Uh, so, so if the posted speed limit is there and you're going above it, well above it for them to give you a speeding ticket, come on. How can you not know? I mean, okay, fair, fair, fair. There are times when I'm driving that after I've been driving and I look down and, oh, my God, I'm going far faster than I really want to or should (laughs) at that moment in time. So, yeah, I relax the gas and we kind of slow down a little bit and we move on. Yeah, it can get to you. But I'm only talking maybe 5, 10, 15 miles faster than I want to go at any given time. Maybe 20. Maybe 20, we'll say, going downhill. But that's the only time it comes as a surprise. To me, at least. So it's something in our control. Now, let's look at lottery tickets. Something that's totally not in our control. 
And you know that stupid mentality. You know, you can't win if you don't play. Okay, whatever. Have you noticed they take more money from you than you ever get? Unless you're those one in whatever that odds are that get the millions and millions of dollars. But have you noticed that most people are now splitting it? It's like office pools or family pools or things like that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's weird. But hey, whatever. I, I'm, I play when it's really big. I'm like, all right, I'll take a chance because it's really big. Do I think I'm going to win? Fuck no. Hell no. No. When they take the $10 or the 20 or 5 whatever I can afford at the time, I know it's gone. I am not expecting it. When I get something back, like, oh, you got another ticket, or, oh, you got another $5, you know, oh, that's a surprise. So it, once I spend it, it's gone. Vegas is the same way. But what I like to do is just watch these people, the people that get speeding tickets and bitch about them, the people that, you know... Uh, sit at the local liquor store or wherever that there's Kino. I don't know if they still have that around California anymore. I know it was big for a long fucking time. Uh, but these people that sit around and just play it all the time. I, I can't, I, I, if, if that's one of you, I please know that I do not mean to offend at all. I just can't comprehend it. That's all. That's all I want to say about it. But, <laughs> Speeding is in your control. You should not be surprised about it. Ah, listener feedback. We're at listener feedback. Yeah. All right. Now, this is a little bit late, and that's only because of my production schedule. Uh, This was something on Twitter. Uh, I was looking through my uh, followers, and I saw that there was this one person who who responded to a tweet of mine or something like that. Anyway, when I looked at the profile, it was another trans woman. It was wonderful to find another trans woman on Twitter, uh, openly trans woman. So I've started to follow her. Uh, At that point, realizing she was already following me, I said, all right, I'll follow her. And when, uh, I don't know, within whatever decent amount of time, she got back to me just saying hi. And I, went, and I said hi back. And then there is small talk about, hey, are you listen, or do you listen to the podcast? And she said yes. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. And so I just want to give a shout out to, now this is going to be so nobody knows her identity. I'm keeping it very anonymous, but you will know who I'm talking about. Twitter name... Sleepy Mermaid. That's actually not it, folks. But she'll know who she is. So, thank you. Thank you for following. Thank you for listening. Thanks for interacting on Twitter. That was fun. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. And continue to enjoy the show. Wow, here we are. Here we are at that time. It's that time. Wow, I can't believe it. Okay, that went by pretty fast today. Uh, next episode. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what? Hey, the lamp's running away. That's my dog, man. So long, lamp. Yum, 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 yum. Hey, how'd you know? That's right. I'm going to have a conversation with George and Jess from the fantastic podcast called 
Transpantastic. Now, if you don't know this show, uh, you're you're missing out. <laughs> That's all I can say. You're totally missing out. Uh, Transpantastic.net is their website. Go check them out. They're available on iTunes and Stitcher. Just Google it. You'll find them. It's an F to M and his wife. They're just really cool people. So I'm going to say it now, and you're going to hear it for the next couple episodes. Thank you, George and Jess, for being on my show. That's who's coming up next episode. I'm always looking for topics. I'm always looking for questions. I'm always looking for interaction from you. So if you got something, send it my way. Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com has really all the links you're going to need or over on facebook.com slash changes in Latitudes podcast. That's probably the best way to find me. It's going to be the best, best thing I can tell you right now. Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. And if we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. You ever notice how some people just listen to a show for the outtakes? Because it said wet or dry, and I decided to give dry a chain.
Uh, uh, the reason I wanted to re break blah blah, and I know there's a lot of non LGBTQI etc 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 out. Uh, mm. I, I mean, really, the the real question, really the really the real qu Jesus, what Christ? What can I can I talk tonight? Uh. Are you watching? Are you watching? <laughs> Ugh, don't watch a podcast. I'm always looking for topics and, and uh, blah, 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 blah.
that's the end of the show. And always remember... <laughs>